This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's Wednesday Wonders, science fiction and fantasy on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. The following audio presentation may contain mature language, situations, and violence. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Edict Zero FIS. Briggs to question Socrates at the earliest chance. I think you'll be surprised at how challenging that'll be. I walk this world, juggling my jam and muddying my metaphors into jigsaw puzzle pieces. Yes. She's part of that new unit which reports to ADIC Docksteader. Why? That Agent Garrett prefers to work alone and has a history of not working well with others, to put it mildly. But it's not enough. I've hawked about all I could too short of pawning off the flipping crapper. It's a briefcase. That's floating. I know who I could take this to for a look. About 45 minutes ago, there was an explosion at a pawn shop in Gleeds, just outside of Harbor. Another briefcase bomb? Yes. The man impersonating a cop, but the man disappeared from a holding room before I could question him. I am Special Agent Nick Garrett. We ask that you do not discuss this scene, and consider yourself relieved from duty here with thanks. We'll take it from here. Beaded One Embassy, Number Two. Commonwealth Complex, 216 Union Jack Drive, London, North Island, Saturday, January 3rd, 2415, time, 7.02 a.m. <laughs> out of order. Yes, I'm very sorry, sir. It's out of service for you today. Goodness! You look lost, sir. I'm sorry, I was looking for another elevator. This is the wrong one. I'm sorry to have to inform you that you are mistaken. This is your only elevator. I don't understand. You just said to that man that it's out of order. I recall, sir. It has no service for that man, at least not right now. It reserves its service right now for you, sir. Won't you step in? I wouldn't want you to be late for your appointment, sir. I suspect that that would be unsuitable. I suspect that that would not do at all. I don't know what you're talking about, but I would prefer not to take the stairs. If you say the elevator is working, then I'll gladly take it. Oh, for you? It functions perfectly. Third floor? You jest, sir. I know your floor, Mr. Zahn. It is down quite some distance. You know my name? Oh, knowing is my business, sir. Then you also know that it's Agent Zern. Oh, that is not a respect among my obligations to you, sir. Who are you? 
I am the man in your elevator, sir. I'm used to someone else. He was the old man in your elevator. I am the new, sir. This is not my floor. It is, sir. For every level, a floor, and a man in the elevator. Your level has changed. Proceed down the hall, sir. I did the best I could with what I was given to work with. I'm sure that you feel you did, sir. Did my level go down? Do you feel it should have? Did it go several levels down? Are you going to kill me? It has not been in our policy to terminate a client in quite some time, Mr. Zern. If this were otherwise, or you were otherwise, and that unpleasant duty were mine, I suspect that you would be in no condition by now to ask that question, sir. I suspect it strongly. I hope that's good news. Oh, it is, sir. You have gone up a level. Congratulations. Please exit the elevator and proceed down the hall, sir. I will be here when you return, sir. I will be the same. But like those who have walked before you, you will not. For the worse or the better. Choose wisely. I won't be the same. Oh, yes, indeed, sir. They are never the same, sir. Please proceed. You're going to be late, sir. You are Agent Benjamin Zer. I am. You will come this way, please, to your new director, Edict 1, Ambassador to Edict 2. He is waiting. Good morning, Agent Zer. Goodness, you look lost, Agent. Oh, we... <clears throat> is it... Is there a problem? You seem confused, Agent. Good morning, Ambassador. I am not impressed with your recent work, Agent. To be fair, I'm accustomed to a standard of flawlessness, which may not be realistic in the current environment. Our problem grows with more tendrils than we can monitor. The damage is extensive. Nonetheless, we must regulate what we can to the best of our ability, which is sadly not what it once was. I appreciate your even hand. Make no mistake, your solution to the situation in Gleeds was unimaginative and a clumsy use of our resources, which have further expense to deal with the byproducts of your actions. Your failure to reach objective 93Q42 was your disgrace, and your capture was inexcusable. My intelligence on 93Q-42 was incomplete. You were given all that you needed to know, Agent. I may not have needed to know that the Mark was genuinely crazy and that he had an invisibility artifact, but that intelligence might have been helpful when contemplating the logistics of retrieving him. I hope for your sake that you're not being cross with me, Agent, sir. I am only suggesting the extenuating factors. 
our position that his psychiatric condition was a pretense is being reevaluated, and we did not know about the ring. That artifact is a ring. We can better monitor his situation now that he's in custody and assess his threat to us. Until otherwise advised, he is no longer your concern. What is my concern? What is my next task? You should know that the decision to raise your level of clearance was a result of the discretion that you demonstrated during your capture. The weighty implications of our secrets challenge the loyalty of Edict One initiates such as yourself, and many did not fare as well as you have so far. That is understandable. We have considered your impressive record before 93Q42 and reserved judgment on your competence, but we cannot afford any more errors. Certainly not the kind we have some control over. I wasn't under the impression that you could, Ambassador. You wouldn't understand the context of the orders that I have to issue if I gave them to you now. We must first supplement your knowledge with the data that your advancement to the next level prescribes. Of course. Goodness, why do you look so apprehensive, Ashwin, sir? You've been through this three times before. Because every time is like the first time. You are listening to Edict Zero, FIS, the science fiction audio drama series. Starring James Keller, Julie Hoverson, Bill Rossi, Tanya Milojevic, Russell Gold, Glenn Hallstrom, Danner Hoverson, and creator Jack Kincaid. Northwest Highland Railway Line. Station number 7. 3rd Street. Crown Short. North Island. Saturday, January 3rd, 2415. Time, 5.44 a.m. Stop. Excuse me. I'm sorry, Mir. Is your stop in Crown Shore? What? what time is it? Where is. Oh. I'm sorry to disturb you, miss, but I got the impression that you and the man in the seat next to you were together. What? No, we're not together. I mean, we're together, but not together, together. Oh, never mind. The train has stopped. What station is this? Crown Shore. And the man who was sitting next to me? Oh, your friend already got off the train. Oh, he did, did he? He must have thought that you were awake. He must have thought something, but I don't think that that was it. Thank you. You're very welcome. Agent Garrett, would you care to explain your... <sighs> it's still dark out. Great. Here's my suspicion. You were given a direct order to take another agent with you to North Island. I can't think of any other reason why you would tell me to come along. 
and then try to lose me. Notice I say try. I'm off the train and I'm looking for you right now. Hope that I don't find you. Garrett? Garrett! Garrett, is that you? I was just thinking about how there weren't any birds here before humans arrived. There weren't any land animals at all, actually. They're all imported from the old world. You didn't wake me up, as you said you would. When I was a kid, I imagined a starship version of Noah's Ark transporting an enormous zoo across the galaxy. You tried to get rid of me. I suppose that's much more visually interesting than tubes of DNA and banks of tissue and cold storage. I wonder, though, why did we bring so many of them back to life? Do you seriously life? think you can avoid what I have to say by refusing to acknowledge that I'm talking to you? I know you can hear me. If you already know I can hear you, then why is it necessary for me to acknowledge it? It's almost dawn. I'm glad we arrived beforehand. Look, you can see the lights of West Island from here. I'm surprised that you find that sight more aesthetically pleasing than the view of Poseidon or the stars. Those are certainly interesting places, but dead ones. Places with life interest me a bit more. You won't find a place on Edict Zero with more life than West Island. The land of Gabo West and Clarissa Gaines. Oh, and of course, Gordy Case. You're doing it again. Dottie Kendall. You can't talk me away. Vera Langdon. Do you have any idea how infuriating you are? Hmm. Come to think of it, Gabo has a residence on the northern coast. One of those lights we see might be his. I wonder what it's like to walk those private beaches. They feel like any other beach, Agent Garrett. There's nothing magical about them. In fact, they're my least favorite. Familiarity breeds contempt. You grew up in that area of West Island. Although what I read of your personal file, it made no mention of what your parents do to be able to afford the steep cost of living you there. You read my personnel file? Hmm. I think I heard thunder. Mr. Garrett, your rental is ready. Thank you very much. It's in the lot over there. The dark blue Enterprise with the East Island plates. It'll respond when you clicky-clicky this. We've uploaded your receipt and instructions. Here's the remote, the keys, and... I'm okay, as sir, is she... Yes, she is. That's fine. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you, and thank you for... It's kind of you to offer to drive to the crime scene. You say that now. <laughs> I haven't decided whether I should drive you somewhere else instead. Like some remote place where no one will hear you scream? I'm sure you'll figure it out. Let's go. Are you coming? I am beginning to understand. Mainland General Hospital Special Detainment Ward West Capital City Time, 6.12 a.m. No, 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 no! Take it easy! Took my pan and broke my heart! Behold! Behold its pieces which lay strewed amongst your droppings in all my fallen nuts meant for the sustenance of finer chewers! Chewy Chewy! Oh, what pink plump baboon ass will you employ to clean up this blasphemy? I can't question him like this, Doctor. I thought you said that he was under sedation and peaceful. He was agent, then he was sleeping, then he woke up. Like this. We can't give him any more to calm him down. But we've already given him would be dangerous to anyone else. He shouldn't even be conscious. We've pumped him with so much- Pump me! 
with your pretty little fingers. And for that modest fee of unwholesome favor, I shall drop a fishing hook to the low depths of your mind and hold it up to converse with it without a quip about its wretched stink of monkey see and monkey doo-doo, however tempted I may be. What a charm. It seems like the more we try to stabilize him, the more unstable he becomes. Come closer! My fire still burns, but its wavering light reaches not so far into the darkness. Come closer to see its beasts! They'll rip this skin from your face with my teeth. I'll take your cries for lies and my will to go. Put it on the tab of the flies who lust your orifices. They'll pay their eyes to lay their eggs, pretty. <laughs> see what you can do. I have yet to hear from Holland here about what regimen of medications they had gone. He should probably be transferred back to that facility, which has already established an individualized treatment program. Please, just see what you can do. I'll be back in about 20 minutes. He his head on the melting sky and caught a liquid shadow in his teeth. In dreams, where thwarting colors lose their place, he'll chew it! Chew it! Chew it! Chew it, chew it! Kircher? It's Briggs. Where are you calling from? I don't recognize the number. The hospital. Not a secure line. I have to get a new cell. It was damaged at some point in last night's adventure. I got your message. Where are you? We're in North Island and on our way to the scene of the blast in Gleeds. Of course, if Agent Garrett had gotten his way, I would still be on the train and halfway to Bingham. Why's that? Never mind. I'll tell you later. How are things there? I'm sore as hell from sleeping in a chair most of the night, and things are not going well with the Captain of Crazy. I know this will be almost hard to believe, but he's even less cooperative and more maniacal than he was last night. He's much worse. It may be easier to question Jenkins. This could take a while. What is he saying? While we're in North Island, we'd like to get in touch with your assets and organized crime who deal with the McCrims. The Melissa Parker angle, right? I'll make a few calls and have you hooked up within a couple of hours. We're coming up on the scene now and... Except... Except something's not right. Hmm. That's unusual. What is this? Is everything alright? Yes and no. I'll, I'll fill you in later. Gotta go. Skelly's Pawn Shop. 65 Ealing Street. Gleeds, North Island... Excuse me, can you explain why this crime scene is being destroyed? What is going on here? This is a restricted area. That's what's going on. Unless you're a- I am Special Agent Jules Kircher, FIS. Oh, is that right? Yes. And you are? Special Agent Mills, NIFIS. Hold up your credits, please. And you're Special Agent Nick Garrett. Yes, Agent Mills. We're here sent to- You were sent because I sent for you, Agent Garrett. But it's both of you that have the explaining to do, such as who are these workers. We have some explaining to do? We just arrived here, Agent. We came straight here from the station in Crown Shore only to find the crime scene compromised by this construction crew. Partially demolished would be the more accurate statement. Compromised while in your custody. 
We have you logged in here at quarter to five this morning. We have the police officer who scanned your back. Impossible. And who you relieved from the scene as an eyewitness along with this part. I understand what you're saying, Agent Mills. But at quarter to five this morning, we were still on the train. If you would like to... Yes, Sergeant. I'm Sergeant McGowan of the GPD. It appears we have a lot more to sort out than we thought. The Sergeant's right. The officers who were here earlier say these aren't the two agents who took over the scene and relieved them. Of course we aren't. This is the first time we've been here. Does this area have camera coverage? The public cameras in this ward went down to maintenance from 4.30am to 6am sharp. System upgrades. We have no feed in the time frame. Interesting timing. How is this all possible? We have a scanned badge agent here. The scanners don't lie. But they can be fooled by someone crafty enough. It must have been a counterfeit badge. A hack. That would be the first I've heard of such a thing. There have been cases. Like this one. Now, if you'll excuse me... Hang on. Nobody does anything until we know for sure who's here. Verified, checked, and double-checked. For all I know, you're the imposters, and they were the real deal. Either way, like you said, they have explaining to do. Keep in mind that every moment we're not on their trail, that trail gets colder. Right now, Agent, it's getting colder. FIS Headquarters. Office of Assistant Director Alan Dockstager. Time, 7.48 a.m. Urza, if Agent Wakeman is still here, you can send him in now. Yes, Assistant Director. Good morning, Agent Wakeman. Congratulations on your promotion to Deputy Section Chief, though I understand that you prefer not to flaunt the title. I do thank you for that, Assistant Director, as I presume that you had something to do with that. I, uh, I only hope that I'm worthy to have received it. You presume and hope correct. You have the ability to go far here. You also have impeccable timing, as I'll be stepping out shortly for a meeting, the first in a long line today. I'm also not normally in the office, not this early, and not on a Saturday morning, but then that could be said for a great many of us. Sign of the times, which are anything but normal. Yes, agreed. Um... I understand that you'd like to talk to me. We're here. Talk. Hmm, yes, um... Hmm. Do we have some kind of problem? Well, I believe that I've come here today to ask you that very question. I do not follow. I have reason for concern that you may have lost some faith in my ability, sir. The same faith which led you to appoint me in charge of this task force. There's too much at stake to pull any punches, Agent Whiteman. If that were the case, I would tell you, I assure you. Yes, um, hmm. It was brought to my attention that you created a new unit of the task force that reports to you. This is highly unusual, and I think that you can understand from my point of view how this action could denote a lack of faith in my competence. I do understand. Just as you must understand how questioning my action could denote to me your lack of faith in my competence to meet my responsibilities to the board and public I serve. Of course, I'd be incorrect to adopt such a belief, wouldn't I? Yes, sir. That would be very incorrect. Then by the same token, you're just as likely to be incorrect to have a similar belief, isn't that right? Yes, and I apologize if my making an issue of this casts me in an unfavorable light, but appearances being as they are, to have assigned an agent who openly opposed my take on this case, another who I dropped from the task force, and then reassigned one of my most valuable assets, one of my very own assistant agents in charge, I... I do not doubt your abilities or your integrity. 
what I'm doing is my job as an assistant director of the FIS by making certain that we are as thorough as possible and doing everything within our power to prevent another center city bombing. I want all leads explored. Bottom line, covering the bases and our asses, Agent Wakeman. I apologize. Don't apologize for doing what you think is right, but also don't bullshit me about such things as valuable assets. Among the reasons that I felt comfortable reassigning Agent Marcus Briggs was my knowledge that you were about to drop him from your team. His performance did not justify keeping him on in a position which he had not yet earned. As you must be aware, his promotion was mandated by an unsigned amendment to an E-2 oversight directive. I've seen that before, just as I have seen agents in eminent professional trouble preemptively reassigned. I have seen these things when an agent has a friend with pull in a high place of government. I don't think I care for what you're implying. And I trust that Agent Briggs has not been made aware of this. Aware that I was about to let him go? No. Aware of the reason that he received the promotion. Of course not. He doesn't have the clearance to be privy to details of such directives. To tell him would be against procedure. Yes. As would penalizing an agent to make a philosophical or political statement. My decision to let him go was going to be based on his performance, unlike the reasons that he was advanced to where he was. And yes, I did resent that. I resent any advancement which is not based on performance and ability. Cronyism disgraces any field it influences. It is a form of corruption, the most appalling and socially acceptable form of corruption. So what you have come into my office this morning to tell me? is that you believe that the work of federal law enforcement is carried out by corrupt officials. Is this a belief of yours that you would care for me to formally address as your superior officer? No, that, that's not what I meant. That's a shame, because you might be right. And the technocratic mind of Edict One might even agree with you, but regardless, I believe we are done for today, Agent Wakeman. I understand that you're upset. I understand why. For reasons that you communicated and those you chose not to, probably for the best. I understand. But set your mind at ease. I do not doubt you, so do not doubt me. Yes, Assistant Director, I thank you for your time, sir. I am off my game. Ursa? Yes, Assistant Director? There is a task on the calendar slated for later this week. It's an authorization for the transfer of an agent, Cora Resnick. I would like that processed ASAP with an order to join the investigations of the new unit with Special Agents Nick Garrett, Julie Kircher, and Marcus Briggs. Also, I would like a progress report request issued to those agents. I want it by Monday or I will mount their heads on the wall. Understood, Assistant Director, but please be aware that I could not locate any protocol in my database pertaining to the disciplinary action you have described. Ursa. Do you remember that talk that you and I had about figurative language? Yes, Assistant Director. Do you remember the talk we had about humor? Did my attempt to execute humor fail? Oh. I see. You came close. You came very close, Ursa. I'm just off today. Thank you, Ursa. Definitely off my game. Skelly's Pawn Shop, 65 Ealing Street, Gleeds, North Island, time, 9.13 a.m. There should be more debris. 
There was definitely evidence removed from this site before the crew arrived here. What do we know about this crew? I've been looking into that. They were on 24-hour standby for Northwest Industrial Services. They have on-call emergency service for regional engineers, utility departments, and law enforcement, including the FIS. They thought that they were dispatched at our behest. Isn't that lovely? The electronic order points back to the Gleeds field office, who, of course, had nothing more to do with this than we did. Someone went through a lot of trouble to contaminate this scene and cover up something here. Whoever it is, they're good. That's the understatement of the year. Too good. Way too good. And it all happened exactly in the time frame that we're missing from the public camera feeds. I have not looked into that yet. The downtime truly could have been a coincidence. Coincidence, coincidence. Interesting how that pesky C-word is always there to shoo thought away. What? Nothing. I looked into that. The system upgrade wasn't an event on the regular schedule. The task was generated a half hour in advance, seemingly self-generated. Also, no actual upgrade took place. Files were overwritten by duplicates. It was a cover. System upgrades? I've been bumping into those a lot lately. I suspect that none of this could have been accomplished without support from Edict 3, 2, and maybe even 1. I think you underestimate the sophistication of criminals and their resources. I underestimate nothing. I do not presuppose. It's more likely that you underestimate our government. I wouldn't say that too loud. You think the government is involved? Is that what you're suggesting? I suspect yes, and base that on reason without bias. Everyone has bias about something, Agent Garrett. Now tell me, would you stake your reputation on that accusation? Oh, wait. Never mind. I forgot who I was talking to. Who's that man over there? In the alley? Just another curious gaper, I imagine. I've had to tell several to move along. I saw him out there earlier. Without an umbrella. Hmm. Are you trying to talk me away again? No. The point is, I don't lie about my suspicions. I have a responsibility to the truth. If the price of a good reputation is telling lies, I don't want it. It's worthless. Not all lies are bad. Bad is a relative term. Relative to what's correct. A lie is bad. I'm not having this argument. And you're lying right now. You said that you discount my suspicion when, in fact, you share it. I did not say that I discounted anything. I asked if you were willing to stake your reputation on it. I am. Are you? I am willing to follow the evidence, wherever it leads. I'm glad to hear it. So am I. Wherever it leads. Agents? Yes, Agent Mills. Here, why don't you take this? An umbrella. That's kind of you, Agent Mills. Where's my umbrella? <laughs> You'll have to share with a prettier one. I'm prettier than Nick Garrett. Huh. Now there's the kind of compliment that every girl dreams about. What can I say? I know how to make a girl feel special. Uh, don't go there. Okay, so you know, we've secured a command post across the street at the bakery shop, so you know. That's the only good news you've got at the moment. To add to the list of things going awry, the crime scene photos we took at a building when it was, uh, well, less destroyed, were somehow corrupted on the server. The files are no longer readable. Actually, those photos were included in the bundle of data your office sent me, and I have them right... Uh. Yeah. Everywhere the file is. We have a technical analyst all over it. We've never seen that before either. It's one of those spooky things we can't explain. The whole thing's been an impossible disaster. Not impossible, but it's getting close. 
Do you think that might be a coincidence also, Agent Kircher? Hmm, I'd say that's less likely on a guess, but we should check with the Magic 8-Ball, just in case. What's a Magic 8-Ball? It's an antique old world thing. Never mind, I apologize. I, I had a moment. Hmm, what about the video file? Well, that's some good news. We still have the video. And this is? The security video inside the pawn shop up to the moment of the blast. It showed the pawn shop owner letting in the man with a briefcase bomb. Cook? No, this man was trying to pawn the bomb. Clearly, neither of the men knew what it was because it detonated as the shop owner was examining it. And it obliterated them both. Hmm, I wonder if... The store owner's yeah. name was Conrad Skelly. We know now who the other man was, Eaton Busby, a Harbor resident. Right now, we've got his girlfriend in for questioning. So far, all we've got from her is Ethan was acting off since New Year's. She knew nothing about the briefcase or where he acquired it? She claims she noticed it yesterday morning. Among low working class people, such an object stands out. When she asked him about it, he became evasive about it and left with it. He didn't return home. Now he never will. Now what happened with this scene after the bomb went off is going to be the focus of an FIS inquiry. We have a team moving shortly to cart off all this evidence to Edict One. Frankly, I agree with the assessment of Agent Garrett, who... who has wandered off, apparently. He does that. I agree that there's missing evidence. It looks to me like the key evidence as to the bizarre state of the scene. I saw the damage in here myself, and the way the blast contorted objects and pieces of building... Yeah, it wasn't right. It just wasn't right. It was like something from science fiction. Like a miniature black hole sucked it, then somehow inverted in an explosion in here. I don't know what else to liken it to. Agent Mills, can we have a moment? Yes, Sergeant. I hope you FIS guys might... Agent Garrett? Agent Garrett? Agent Garrett? Agent Garrett? Where are you now? Mainland General Hospital. Special Detainment Ward. West Capital City. Socrates. What do you know? I think our devil here is finally getting tired. How you dub me a devil as if it's a bad thing. A major difference between God and the devil is one gives himself enough love not to demand yours. If given the choice of which narcissist to spend all of flippin' eternity with, whose company would you find less annoying? Socrates. <sighs> Captain. What a runner, what a flat! Oh, I'm so disappointed. Pointed in you. Oh, what magnificent flatulence came to my heart when you rang out in the key of E. But alas, you were just a common rubble flat. The woe I felt you can't imagine with your pedestrian notions of it. What petty floods come of crocodile tears shed with such a shallow range of feeling. Actually, an F flat is an E. No, 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 stop that! That's madness. The F misses the line, and the E misses the point. In your circumstance, that's precisely the trouble. And in mine, a shaft of sunshine through my clouds. Because points are sharp and so very depressing. When we were down under Center City, you said that Mr. Cook meant to punch holes in the world. In the walls of the world, I believe you said. You also said that he had plans for the future. Terrible plans. 
Do you remember? No, 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 no! I told you nothing. It must have been the voices from the Admiral's peers. What is the Admiral? Jenkins! The Admiral is not here. He's on a mission. Why is Cook punching holes in the walls of the world? I want my pan. Why is Cook punching holes in the walls? For all to see through, to weaken them, to knock them down, to knock it off, flipping down. I want the pan! The pan! No. <gasps> Not until you tell me about Cook. I'm a man who knows his awful purpose. Now give me the pan, it's mine! First Cook, Mr. Cook. Deliver the pan, and I shall tell you the tale of the eyes which saw abominations to the mind behind them. I'll tell you the tale of the man who caught the world at its lies, its fabric at its flimsiest, and saw the cruel truths of his own nature, far, far in the cruel distance, far from his desires. What did the man in this story do? What he thought would be merciful, if flat, to forget its sights and see the truths no more. He tore out the eyes, not knowing until that night that they had been his friends. What are your friends but those who service your spirit with beautiful lies? Without the lies of the eyes, oh, without those lies, the truths that he meant to escape were all he saw. What truths did he see? The truths of people left flat. To his heart, the meaning of all life and the meaning of his are the same. They are zero. He'll destroy us all. <laughs> I want my pan now. Answer two more questions and I'll let you see it. No, no, no! Hold it! I wish to hold it. Uh-uh. For that, I'll have to have another answer to another question. Oh, only for you to question the answer if the answer is the question. This all the best answers are. I'm not playing any more games, Socrates. Or I will send you back to the sanitarium. And you will never see the pan again. <gasps> oh, you're a bad banana. I want to see the pan. Ask your two questions. Is Mr. Cook going to cause another explosion? Does he plan to set off another bomb? Yes and no. That's not an answer. No, 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 F-flat. It's two answers to two questions. Bring the pan. No, not until I get a real answer. I didn't ask two different questions, so there can't be two different answers. I asked one question and phrased it two ways. Oh, you have no idea what it did at all. But I know, soldier, and the captain knows what time it is. It's pan time. How is he going to cause another explosion without setting off a second bomb? He doesn't need a second bomb to set off you, Nene. He only needs to find the first one again. What? Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. The pan. Back alley. Torley Street. Gleeds, North Island. Time. 9.32 a.m. Sir, I would very much like to help you, but I don't understand the necessity of- No, you of... don't understand at all. Do you want my information or not? We can't talk out there. I can't be seen talking to you, you understand? I can't be seen out in the open with you. And I know there are no cameras here on this back way. You said that you knew Ethan Busby. Aye, I did. He was my best mate since we was kids. And I can't let his death pass saying nothing. Like the man in the green suit told me I'd better. Someone told you to keep quiet? 
That's right. Or he sent me to E1 in a baggie. He didn't outright threaten to kill me, but I understood him fine. There's no doubt in the things in his voice and eyes. There is no doubt in his meaning at all. You need to know that I'm a special agent of the FIS, which has the power to protect you from this man or Says anyone. you? Good luck with protecting against a ghost that walks through fucking walls, and then as if that wasn't enough to scare my pants off, telling me he speaks with a high and mighty. You mean... God? No, no, Edict One. Only God I know of in this colossal cock-up we call the world. And he walked through walls? Like a ghost. Where did this happen? Did you see any unusual equipment? Could it have been a hologram? What Can a hologram touch you? I don't think so. He grabbed me and that wasn't nice. It wasn't nice at all being gripped by that man. I know from first-hand experience how traumatic it can be to lose someone close to you. I know how it can cause... I didn't imagine it! I didn't imagine that man any more than I imagined that damn briefcase that Ethan brought to my flat. I knew that thing was trouble. From the moment I laid eyes on it, I knew it was. And I don't mean when he was at my flat yesterday. I mean the night that he found it, treating it like a fortune from the fates or some such gift instead of the curse it was. You said that he found the briefcase. Where did he find it? West Harborough. Not far from his building here. Here. What's this? It's a map of where to find a spot from there. Behind this building. There was an alley there. Now, will you have to see for yourself? You don't wait too long before you do that. You do it as soon as you can. And you didn't get this from me, you hear? You heard none of this from me, don't understand? You may even be coming to question me for being Ethan's closest mate soon. And I'll disavow this conversation if it happened, you got it? We never talked. And I know bugger all about any briefcase. The briefcase was just lying in an alley? Aye. And that's another bit of crazy that you may think is bollocks, but I swear it's true. The thing was upright, sitting on the air and turning. Around and around like something on a display. Just floating there. Ethan said it appeared like that. Out of nowhere. Out of thin air. Poof and dead the damn thing was ahead of him. Floating. That's right, and turning. Around and around. What were you both doing in this alley? We were meeting halfway, between the pub where I was on the piss and his flat. New Year's, right around the time of that bombing in the mainland. I was getting texts from people down there saying there was an explosion. And that was just as Ethan said that thing popped out of nowhere. One bomb detonates, another one appears. Why here? Do you mean that you believe me? Wait, wait. What if... What if... What if it's not another? Who are you talking to? Do you see the man? You see him? What are you talking about? Something that makes a little more sense now. At least it does if you believe in magic. Homicidal wankers in green suits walking through walls and floating fucking briefcases? I think I believe in magic. Davis Bakery, 60 Ealing Street, Gleeds, North Island. I'm not available to answer your call right now. Please leave a name and please contact you. Still don't have any luck finding your partner, eh? If you work together for a long while and you say this is a common thing for him, I don't worry about it. I'm not so much worried as I am displeased. And we haven't worked together that long. In fact, it's been exactly two days. The strange thing about that is that I already feel like I've known him for years. And not in a good way. Yeah, I've known people like that. I, I apologize. I shouldn't... That, that was not professional of me at all. I, I shouldn't have said that. I'm 
just unhappy with him. You're irritated. I can see that. It's all right, I won't tell. I love your accent, by the way. My accent? I don't have an accent. That's what all you mainlanders say. Though the accents down here aren't as diverse as they are up there. As diverse as our ancestors, I suppose. The lineages of many people in the neighborhood where I grew up came from a place called the British Isles, I guess. Though that's the case of many places on this side of the island. But then if you keep traveling east, they're so varied, it's almost crazy. Dated a girl from Moscow whose ancestors were from the original Moscow and Russia and Old Earth. How neatly organized is that? We're a race that honors our past. Haven't you heard the age-old wisdom, never forget where you came from? Well, I don't forget. Do you? Are you flirting, Agent Mills? I might be. If I were, would I get anywhere with it? That all depends on where you want to go. Somewhere nice? Not likely. Well, you can't blame a bloke for trying, right? You don't know me that well. But I was trying to. Now it's my turn to apologize for being unprofessional, now or even. I should make you feel better. I'm flattered, really. As for your partner, Agent Garrett, I wish you the best of luck working with him. Not to gossip, but I heard that he's, uh, well, he has troubles, but who wouldn't? He has quite a reputation, hasn't he? The world is small. The FIS is even smaller. It's not all bad. He sold a bunch of cold cases in London about seven years ago on his vacation, for Christ's sake. They still talk about him to the trainees at the Academy. He was one of the best. Shame what happened to him. I can't imagine. Just knowing that would incline me to give the chap some latitude. Knowing what? Oh, about his family, you know. Oh. You don't know, do you? I shouldn't gossip. You shouldn't, but it's a little too late. So, tell me. Well, you could have learned it from anywhere. It's fairly common knowledge just on the island. Maybe because it happened here, in Brixton Point. About five years ago. His wife and his little girl, they died. Very sad. I did not know that. It must have been a terrible accident. There was no accident. It was a murder-suicide. What? His wife went loopy. She killed the kid and then killed herself while he was away. He found him days later. As I said, I can't imagine. I did not know that. He's back. Here he comes. I shouldn't have said anything. I'm sorry, my bloody clothes. Oh, it's okay. Shush. Agent Garrett, I see you found our command post. After the FIS in this region are converging there to come through the evidence. That's good. Briefing. That's very good. We'll be here. Can I get you a pastry? Or a towel? You look drenched to the bone. It's only water, and I'm not interested in pastries. I was hoping for a more proper breakfast. Agent Kircher? What? what? Hmm. Are you alright? Yes, I'm fine. You don't look fine. You look pale. Agent Mills, we'll be back before too long. Agent Kircher and I have to leave for a little while. We do? Yes, we do. I'll tell you on the way. On the way to where? Somewhere else. This time, I drive. Good luck, Agent Kircher. Mainland General Hospital. Special Detainment Ward. West Capital City. Oh, the pan. How I marvel at its renaissance. 
at all its fabulous wonders and applications yet to be found. Off with these restraints so I can fondle it proper! That's not a good idea. I wouldn't want you to become inspired to make more music. <gasps> oh, I already know your note. But really now, who are you? Oppressing me to such subjection? Oh, who are you? The better question is, who are you? I am everyone, and no one, in equal measure, without a drop of the substance of the in-between. The particles of anyone are scandalous. Any smell of dust, any are plucked from silly monkey clones. Occasionally presumptuous you are to ask that preposterous question. Scandalous question. Monkeys fashion their gods out of bananas. Gods fashion the who's of monkeys. And playwrights fashion the who's of captains with no other who to be. Oh, the shame of your ignorance. Okay, Captain. I've let you touch the pan now. A deal is a deal. I give you something, you give me something. How about a kiss? <laughs> That's not what I had in mind. You said that you don't know where Mr. Cook is, but you know what he's doing. He's going to find another bomb. No, 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 no! The same bomb! Why ask questions if you're not going to listen? Where is it? By now, he knows. But I don't. And if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Take the pan, you fiend! Take the pan and send me back to the place of mistakes, where the world threw me away. Here, the hurt the world created in me in my voice. See its hideous shape that it crafted. Admire its handiwork. I am its beautiful creation. See its genius. See the lines it drew with pain. To the world I say, piss off! To you the same. You'll get nothing more from me, and what fabulous dinners I shall cook from the fires of your burning world! Okay, take the pan. No, 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 wait, wait, wait! Oh, fine. There are other pans in the cookware section, you scoundrel! Better pans, you think? Better pans! And I'd rather live in the gutter, or among the mad, than among boring monkeys doing their monkey business. I'd sooner die than join them, and spend a single wretched minute with tasks for which I was not designed. That failure is far worse! I'm not wasting any more of my time with you. Bye, Captain. I know who I am! Oops. I'm sorry. Excuse me. You are Special Agent Briggs? Yes, I am. I'm FIS Special Agent Marcus Briggs. What can I do for you, miss? Special Agent Cora Resnick. I was told that I could find you here. I have been reassigned to the unit that you work with. What? You have? I will be your technical support. Sorry, this comes as a surprise. I didn't receive any notifications. You were told to report to me? No, that is not correct. I report directly to Assistant Director Alan Dockstader, just as you do. I was advised that there is no agent in charge of this unit. No one in charge yet. Of course, that could change. Could it? Oh, yes. Everything changes, because nothing is perfect. I would like to be briefed on our cases now. That would take a while, Agent Reznor, was it? Cora Resnick. Resnick. I hope you'll forgive me if I'm wrong about this, You but... want to know about my accent? Is this going to be a problem? What? No. Not a problem at all. I was gonna ask if you ever worked in a tactical unit. 
You see, about four years ago, I was assigned to the Bay City office, where I didn't have a lot of field time. But I remember that there was You are talking about Tactical Unit Number 7. I commanded that unit. Is that what you wanted to know? Yes, and then some. Is that going to be a problem, Agent Briggs? No, Agent Resnick, but I get the sense that sooner or later, my answer to that question is gonna change. Everything changes, Agent Briggs. I believe that. You're making me a believer, too. Connor Road, Harbor Road, North Island. Time, 10 o'clock a.m. You just ran a red light. You're not listening to me. The events that this informant described... You're not described... listening to me when I ask two reasonable questions. Why won't you tell me who this informant is, and is there corroborating evidence to the information he gave you? I would just like to be sure that you're driving like a maniac and getting us into a traffic accident is justified, at the very least. I have no corroborating evidence yet. I think that's what we're rushing to find right now. It's also true that the informant's interpretation of the events are outlandish, but in context with all other pieces of this puzzle we have. I think it's compelling. That a bomb in a briefcase just appeared randomly out of thin air, materializing out of nothing. I don't know if it's random, but I don't think it materialized out of nothing. When I talked to Professor Ludlow about the Paradox Artifacts, a problem that I couldn't wrap my mind around was how you could use a bomb that devastating more than once. Each artifact is unique. There's just one. A bomb you could only use once. How many years of training and growing as a sane person do you want me to ignore? My gut says there's definitely something very wrong with all this, but I'm not so desperate for the explanation that I'd entertain lunatic You could only use it once if it destroyed itself when it detonated. There are two explanations for no bomb fragments. Either it was so destroyed that it utterly obliterated, or... There are no fragments because it wasn't there to fragment. I'm sorry, Agent Garrett, but you're just not making sense. If it's there to cause an explosion, it's there. What if the bomb is just as unconventional as the damage pattern it produces? What if it doesn't explode in the conventional way? What if it's the cause of the conditions for the explosion setting it in motion and relocates itself before it's caught in the effect? You're relying on a lot of what ifs. You're speculating. I want it to make sense too, but in a way I can believe in. Also, if what you say is true, then it would have appeared On New Year's coinciding with the Blasting Center City, Why would it relocate all the way over here to a public alley in North Island? I don't know that yet. This is not what I trained for. Kircher. It's me. I've had some better luck with Captain Crazy, but I don't know how much we can rely on it. I got him to talk about Mr. Cook. Is Agent Garrett with you? Who's that? It's Briggs. He's been getting better results from questioning Socrates. I'm in the car with Garrett now. We're alone. Do, do you want to go on speaker? Sure. What did you find out? I recorded the sessions. You'll be able to hear it all for yourself. Bottom line, he says Cook is a psycho who had hallucinations, delusions, and he took out his eyes and hoped that he would stop seeing them. The important part is he talks like Cook is still alive, but that he doesn't know where he is. For some reason, I believe him. Is that it? No. He doesn't know where Cook is, but he claims to know what he's doing. 
He's looking for the next bomb. Or should I say, according to him, he's looking for the same bomb that he's already detonated. I don't understand that part. Great. I think we do. Interesting. Maybe he doesn't know where it will appear. It means that he doesn't control it. Care to clue me in on that riddle? We will soon. It takes some explaining. Well, I've got a riddle for both of you, real quick, while she's not here glaring at me, and I could change soon. Are you outside smoking? She? Why would the commander of a tactical unit be assigned to our unit to serve as a technical analyst? Are you talking about Roddick? Roddick? No, not him. And I meant a former tactical unit commander, but just the same. She's been assigned to our unit, authorized by Doc Stater. A done deal. She? That's relief. I need less testosterone in the air. I'd reserve judgment if I were you. At first I thought she was sent to us as punishment to her. Now I wonder if it's the other way around. Her name is Cora Resnick. Clearly she has an equally impressive technical background. A geek that kicks ass. That should be interesting. You don't mind that Doc Stater added someone else to the team? Me? I was talking to Mr. Antisocial. It sounds like there's nothing I can do about it. Is there anything else, Briggs? Unfortunately, that's about all I've got. I've wasted a lot of time listening to Socrates' rant. I'm going to try him again a little later, once he's cooled off. How are things there? I'll call you back and let you know. I need to have an argument with Agent Garrett before we can have that discussion. There's a difference of opinion. Okay. To Agent Garrett, my condolences. I asked you this before. I'm going to ask you this again. Do you now believe that the Paradox artifacts are real? I don't think you can sidestep that. You believe these magical objects are real. At least one of them is. Would it be accurate to say that you're going to include that in the report? The report due Monday. The report that's going to have my name on it. What is magic, Agent Kircher? Think about it. This is the part where you try to win me over with semantics, right? I'm not as gullible as you are. Human beings encounter forces that they don't understand, and they call them magic. A technology which is simple and everyday to us, like a simple lighter, would be seen by ancient humans as magic. It's a relative term, relative to understanding, relative to capability. So, now we're in Edict One conspiracy territory. It's no secret that they're more advanced. Think about this, a policy of minimal interference. How many times have we heard that from them? Is it just a noble philosophy from a faction of humankind which has evolved to a higher place of wisdom? Is it just as likely to be a justification for keeping secrets and controlling knowledge? The currency of power is knowledge. Control knowledge, control everything. That is exactly the kind of language that will burn what's left of your career. What I think we're seeing are the products of technologies that Edict One has long had, but we've only just begun to tap. We may never tap them, because our scientific process is in the same stalled state that it's been for the past 200 years. They may even be stifling it in some way, I don't know. If you don't know, then don't say such things. Said like someone who fears they'll be struck by lightning for a blasphemy. Maybe Edict One is our god. I think I liked it better when you put it in magical terms. I need time to process this. And please, slow down. I am, because we're here. Up ahead is the alley where... Those are military vehicles. Interesting. Why would they be here? Blocking it off, evidently. 
Sir, ma'am, this is a restricted area to civilians. Please turn around. We're federal agents. Here's our badges. One moment. Apologies, agents. Sir, ma'am, but this is also a restricted area to all personnel of E2 and E3 intelligence agencies without sufficient security clearance. You are not clear for entry to this area. Can Please. I speak with your superior officer? Sir, he will tell you the same. At least, soldier. I shall handle this. Can you tell me what's going on here? Unfortunately not, sir. Just as I cannot permit you to enter, it's a matter of security and is in the best interest of your safety. And to who am I speaking? I'm the man who's telling you to leave, sir. Or should I say, Special Agent Nick Garrett and Special Agent Julie Ketcher. If you do not leave at once, I suspect that it will reflect poorly on you with the assistant director you answer to. I suspect that he would find it most unsuitable, sir. This is a site of interest in an active investigation. Mr. Garrett, my position will be unaffected by whatever you may say. You now have ten seconds to pull away from this scene. I shall have to give orders that I would rather not. So it will result in unpleasant outcome for the both of you. Most unpleasant outcome indeed, sir. I begin counting now, sir. Agent Garrett? Agent Garrett? Thank you. Thank you. Now do you believe me? Thank you for listening to this episode of Edict Zero FIS. Music and ambience heard on the show come from Nine Inch Nails, ERH, Matthew G. Davidson, Swiss Army Symphonic Ensemble, Ensemble de Quivers Velazon, Kevin McLeod, How to Destroy Angels, and Natalie Nicole Gilbert. Other music and sound effects come from public domain show producer and Slipgate 9 studio resources, as well as material released freely on the internet through such venues as the Internet Archive. Look to the show credits on the website for more information. This show was produced by series creator Jack Kincaid, James Keller, and Jane Eastman. Associate producers Julie Hoverson, C. Edward Reed, and Thomas Glan. This episode is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 United States License. For more information on Edict Zero FIS, visit its home at edictzero.wordpress.com or the Slipgate 9 Entertainment Production Blog at slipgate9.wordpress.com. Thank you for listening. On the next episode of Edict Zero FIS. You cannot treat E3 agencies and branches of government like civilians in a suspect pool for some cozy murder mystery. I'm just trying to do my job and find the truth. Right now they're at Harlan Hill Sanitarium. This man is a lunatic. That's good. It means we brought him to the right place. When the blast happened here, it teleported again. To where, I don't know. But the man responsible for the Center City bombing is looking for it right now. You saw a girl that no one else gave a damn about. Have you stopped giving a damn? No. Excuse me, sir. 
Sir, in the coat with the little girl? Can I help you? She is staring right at me from the screen here. I am Special Agent Benjamin Zern from Federal Investigative Services. Something bigger going on here. Bigger than the SIS. Maybe bigger than all of us. Who are you? I am the man in the alley, sir. Do not adjust your sets. You're tuned to Wednesday Wonders on the Mutual Audio Network. Tomorrow on Mutual is Thursday Thrillers, our roundup of action, adventure, mystery, crime drama, and thrillers, of course. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of diverse audio tales. Or find the Thursday Thrillers feed in your favorite podcast players. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together. Together.